Hello! And welcome back to Archives of Fabella Daily, the only podcast telling you the real history behind the Olympians. Today is April 9th, equal to Aries 20th. Books are available on Amazon. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And hit that subscribe button for more great stories right in your feed. The 18th century BC was home to the beginning of the Shang Dynasty in China. But in Greece, young Zeus led a ragtag group of soldiers to become a legend. I'm Dylan Foley, and this is Archives of Fabella. Beyond our world, there is love. Beyond our world, there is war. Beyond our world, there is life. Beyond our world, there is Fabella. Aries 20th, 2270 FY, Fabella year. Equal to April 9th, 1731 BC, Earth year. In Ares 20th, 2270, Zeus, a young warlock, was still a rising commander in the Republic of Fantasia on the war front. Though his people hailed him as a hero, he was relatively untested as he prepared his unit to do battle against the remaining Puntian forces and the Titans. Ancient Punt was the Egypt of Fabella. Like Egypt, Punt led the world in advancements of civilization. Among Punt's many advancements was the development of a warlike culture. They popularized the use of combat units under a hierarchy of military commanders. Advancements this dominating imperial regime made in magic, weaponry, and air cavalry only heightened the threat they posed to all of Fabella and Earth. Much of their success as an ancient empire was due largely to the people they worshipped as gods, the evil Titans. The Titans were a group of mortal sorcerers who convinced others they were gods with the mastery of magic. At one time, the Titans were the dominating power on Fabella as they sought to invade the world. By the year 2270, the twelve titans that threatened the world for so long had been whittled down to four. Still, these last four titans clung desperately to the land they conquered, digging their heels in until only the battle on the slope of Mount Olympus could topple these evil villains from their lofty pedestals. The impending fight on the slope of Mount Olympus was about proving the Republic of Fantasia's military superiority and vanquishing the evil Puntians once and for all. For Zeus, it was also a personal vendetta. The Titaness Tefnut killed his mother, and he was set on claiming revenge. With silky blonde hair glistening in the sunlight like gold, 
Young Zeus was in his physical prime as he prepared his troops to make their ascent up Mount Olympus, with one hand holding his magic staff and another clutching the hilt of a sword. Zeus was ready for battle. At this moment, the Puntians, 300,000 strong, were camped out in their fortress at the summit of Mount Olympus. Their commander, King Iapetus, a titan fawn known by troops as the Piercer, led an army of conscripts making up his front lines, fighting under the threat of torture. They were in stark contrast to the militant Fantasians and the Greeks. The Greeks opted to fight alongside Fantasia to preserve their shared independence from the Titans. The stage was set for two evenly matched armies to face off on Mount Olympus. 300,000 professional soldiers made up the Putian side. 100,000 Fantasian and Greek foot soldiers opposed them making excellent use of their unity and the military prowess of the Fantasians. Put to the test, Zeus's phalanx formation proved to be a capable fighting machine that would soon turn an unlikely victory into an inevitability. Mount Olympus was the highest mountain in Greece. 52 peaks and deep gorges made up the legendary geographical feature. The highest peak, Mitticus, meaning nose, rose to 9,570 feet. It was one of the highest peaks in Europe. Zeus maneuvered his unit of several hundred foot soldiers made up of men, goblins, elves, and fawns into formation. They had to win the day. The elite Puntian army they were about to face was the best trained in Fabella and Earth. Zeus wasn't quite the legendary god he'd rise to become. His force was just young and inexperienced. Few troops had even been in a battle. This was the first time their swords were going to taste blood. Could they stand up and fight, or would they crumble? A sea of helmets and blue cloaks spanned against the foothills of the legendary mountain. Each fighter carried an iron-tipped spear in one hand and a sword in the other. Marching together, they formed an impregnable hedge of spikes on their way up the mountain. Those on the front line held interlocked shields and moved as a single wall of iron and synchronized might. The phalanx required strict military discipline. If one man broke rank, the entire unit was threatened. Rank after rank of Puntian infantry crashed ineffectually against the Fantasians' interlocked shields, only to meet the girded spears and swords of Fantasia's full force. The two armies clashed in a mob of bodies, stained red by blades, splattering blood as they cut through the air. It was complete madness. Everyone fought in such close quarters on the treacherous mountaintop that friend and foe were less than an inch away from each other. There was no plan for this stage of the fight other than find a gap and capture the fortress on Mount Olympus by any means necessary. Against all odds, Zeus found his way into the depths of the Titan's fortress atop Mount Olympus and claimed it for himself. 
In the end, the Puntians were slaughtered. They suffered 200,000 casualties. The remaining 100,000 troops fled throughout the Greek countryside and back to Fabella. No prisoners of war were taken by the Fantasian military. Zeus was then given the satisfaction of claiming the fortress on Mount Olympus for himself, as he, along with his brothers and sisters, ascended to become the Olympians. That's going to do it for us today. Tune in tomorrow for a story of what happened when a goblin-ness saw too much. Subscribe now to get more new episodes right in your feed. Rate and review the podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Send your questions to archivesoffabella at gmail.com. Archives of Fabella is created, produced, and hosted by Dylan Foley, with music by Garrett Ferris and audio blocks. Books are available on Amazon, an ebook and paperback. As always, look outside of what is possible and think about what might be.